and welcome to Yolanda Yvette Speaks. It is me, Yolanda Yvette, motivational speaker, public speaking coach, author, and your podcast host. So listeners, if you want to be on the show or know anyone who you think will be good for the show, or if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, also if you have any speaking opportunities for me, please feel free to reach out to me at YolandaYvetteSpeaks.com. Com, that is Y-O-L-A-N-D-A-Y-V-E-T-T-E-S-P-E-A-K-S. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram at the same name. So also I want you to go ahead and go over to YolandaEventSpeaks.com to order my book, The Speak Up Book. This is where you're going to learn the effective winning strategies to public speaking and making a profit in doing so. So now y'all know that all that's out the way. Let's go ahead and get to what you're here for. Today, y'all, we have Sharina Tidwell-Watson, your empowerment producer. Um, She is just an everyday lady that believes she was created to push you past your pain and your problems while helping you understand you have a purpose. She is also here to love you and help you live life on purpose because God anointed you to. So, y'all, let's go ahead and welcome to Yolanda Yvette Speaks, Miss Sharina Tidwell-Watson. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much, Yolanda, for inviting me and asking me to be a part. As I always tell everybody, I am Sharina Tidwell-Watson, your empowerment producer, and I am um, here to push you past your pain, past your problems, love on you unconditionally, and help you live life on purpose because God anointed you to exactly what you said. But I want to say thank you for allowing me to be a part of your podcast. And I am honored, blessed, and excited about the lives that will be impacted based on this podcast tonight. Listen, I am I'm all about it already. I'm excited to talk to you. We go way back. And just like it's so it's great for me to see the change that happens in people that I've known and to be like, you are nowhere near where where I knew you from, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's just amazing and, and I just love to see it I want you to tell people just like you already did but in just a few more words who is Sharina? Sharina is just an everyday lady an everyday lady who enjoyed living life who um, had to get my Rainy from Cheryl is definitely help Sharina exist <laughs> come on somebody somewhere so I've learned um, as just, uh, just an everyday lady that make sure my priorities are in order and make sure that my money management skills and financial situation is in a, in, a, in a place where I can leave a legacy and do more things for more people and give back. So my focus is definitely God, me, family, career, and then I prioritize, you know, my finances so I can make sure I'm a, I'm a blessing to the kingdom. How did Rini from Shell Row end up becoming Sharina Tidwell Watson um, empowerment producer? Like, how did that transformation happen? So, of course, I was born. That, hello. That was, that was Rainy, right there. But Rainy from Cheryl is somebody that I don't think a lot of people have seen. But it was, you know, bitter, angry, hurt, you know, rejection, self-esteem issues, all different types of things that um, took place. And I, it was a part of my process, of course. But it took place in my young adult, young teenage, preteen, young years. And over time, I realized that there has to be something better, something different than the way that I was feeling when I was that age. So, of course, you know, your grandparents, your parents push you to go to church. Got to go to church, got to go to church. And I'm just like, every time mm-hmm. we, oh, the church open, we got to go to church. <laughs> but I did not understand the difference in church and having a relationship. Mm. 
then the, once I realized the difference in having a personal relationship and just going to the building, that is what changed my life. That personal relationship that I made a decision that well, God drew me in, and I said yes. So yes, um, yeah, that personal relationship is um, definitely, definitely, definitely. Oh my God, the personal relationship is what changed my life. Tell, tell people what's the difference between just going to church and having a personal relationship. So going to church is, you know, you got prayer on Monday, you got practice on Tuesday, you got Bible study on Wednesday, they got um, missionary meeting or package, whatever they got. Mm-hmm. Every day the church is open. I remember when my two young daughters, after my first husband passed away, it's like every day, every time the church was open, I was there. And it made me feel like when I was there, I was like, oh my God, this is the feeling is so amazing. Mm-hmm. So every time it was open, I was running there because the feeling that I had when I was there was so amazing. But it seemed like as soon as I get in the car on my way home, that feeling is gone. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know that there were, I could have that same feeling outside of church that I had in church. So I went every time the doors were open. Not realizing that when I'm home, I'm a whole different person. Mm-hmm. When I'm in my car or when I'm out and about, I'm a different person. I'm ready. But at church, I was shrinking. Mm. I didn't realize there was a difference in going to church and having a personal relationship. And once I realized um, how to have that personal relationship with him, he was has been with me every step of the way. So whether I'm at church, at Walmart, at the grocery store, it doesn't matter where I am. Jesus is on the inside of me. In churches, I am the church. So it has nothing to do with a building. So you got to understand how to separate the two. You're either going to follow the man of God or God in the man. Ooh. That's a, hello. That was a word. So how does someone get that relationship, that personal relationship that you were speaking of? Of course, yes. You, of course, first of all, you have to say yes. When people think, oh, I'm going to walk to the front, oh, I'm going to the altar. No, you're not going to. Like, he's going to draw you in, and you say yes. Um, and God loves us all, and I believe all of us are, you know, we, we have our own gifts and our own light in a special way. But my prayer has always been, Lord, I want to be used as a healthy vessel mm-hmm. on this side of heaven. Like, I don't want to wait to get to heaven to enjoy life. I want to enjoy life now, give back now, help some other people now. So having that personal relationship, it calls for me to spend time. And people realize um, when you spend time with what you love, that is what exudes from your heart. That is is what will exude from your mouth when you're speaking. That is what is going to exude from your mind. So based on what you spend time with, that determines if you have a personal relationship, if you don't, if, if life happens, do you react in fear or do you respond by faith? Ooh. So based on what you spend time with. So me spending time looks like music in the morning, lighting candle, fresh air, maybe a cup of coffee, just thinking about what he has already done and being grateful for where I am, um, meditating, making sure that I speak positive, you know, even when it don't look good, trying to help other people, giving back when I really don't have to give. That's what God would do. So I just feel like, you know, how can I be in the image or the likeness of Jesus. Oh, that's good. You just helped somebody out right there. I, I just know it. You did. You just helped somebody. Because that right there, I was like, well, let me write that down. Let me go back to um, seven minutes in this and listen to that part again. Um, so, <laughs> so tell people, what is an empowerment producer? So um, I was on an interview with um, Minister Rhonda Mendes, and um, I was just saying, you know, I don't want to be a I don't want to be with everybody else. I don't know. I just want to be Sharina for real. And she was like, but Sharina, you influence a lot of people. People are watching. And I'm mm-hmm. like, like for what? I go to work, take care of the kids, enjoy my life, and keep it moving. Like, what? 
So I was like, I'm not a coach because I don't coach nobody along the way. I'm not a, I'm not a Bible scholar. I'm not a minister. I'm not a bishop. I'm not any of those things. The only thing I want people to do is feel good when they leave my presence. Mm-hmm. If people like, oh, you, you know what, you know, you love empowerment. So you know, empowerment producer. I was like, that because everywhere I go, my goal is to produce some type of empowerment, like be a blessing, like help somebody wherever I am. So I produce, you know, happiness. I produce. Joy, I produce love because of God, the God in me. Yes, come on, somebody. Mm-hmm. Not me, it's the God in me. But when I leave, when I when I walk into a place, I can I, I can feel the shift, and I can feel the change, and I can feel you know people's vibes and things like that. And the goal is to try to shift that to be a positive outlook rather than you know just staying dark and dim all the time. So that's how we came up with empowerment producer. Um, so yeah, that's what that's what empowerment producer came. Did I answer that question? I don't know, but um, we're gonna go with it. <laughs> no. What did you come up? How do you come up? Oh, why do you call yourself an empowerment producer? That is why. But I also don't want to be called anything else by anybody else. Yeah. If I'm gonna be called, I want God to call me. Ooh. Because when people call you, you have all these. They have all these expectations and do's and don'ts and the pressures of life, and you can't wear this, you can't go here, you can't do that. And I'm like, if I, if I'm called. Lord, you call me. I want you to be the only master that I bow down to. Because if I take the oath at a church or a ministry or whatever, then I can't do certain things and I'm in a box. But the people that God want me to reach may not be a part of that box. So I got to wait on him. And I'd rather be an empowerment producer, waiting for God, than have this title in this position and I can't do what does say the Lord. Because maybe the Lord didn't take that. Right. It's more than a title. It's more than a title for you. No, it's definitely not a title for me. Yeah, yeah, because you do you have this this um, ability that is not even of yourself. That when anybody is around you, they are automatically smiling and they just feel better when they leave out of your presence. I've been in a couple of your workshops before, your seminars, whatever you want to call them, and I looked at everybody because I looked at you know myself. I, I already know me, but I'm looking at everybody else's face, whether they were crying, whatever they. They are lighter when they leave your presence. And that is amazing because everybody does not have that quality. It's just something about you that um, people are attracted to you from nowhere. And they're just like, I want to be around her. And whatever she has, I want some of it. And it's so crazy because, you know, you probably had like a really rough story that people don't know. But all they're seeing is, I just want to be around her. I don't know what it is, but I don't know what she's on. I don't know what she has, but I just want a little bit of it because I want to be able to walk and smile and just exude happiness at, at all times. And like, no matter what you're going through, we don't know because you always have like this smile on your face and just being right. And just being around you is ridiculous. And the transference of your energy is amazing. Oh, well, thanks to God be the glory, because that's all him, girl. That's that's God y'all be seeing, because Sharini, Sharini, nobody, no ma'am. So how do people come up with, um, not people, because not them, but you helping them come and understand what their purpose is and letting them know that they actually have a purpose, because there's many people who walk around I mean, I talk about this all the time um, in my podcast. There's a lot of people that walk around who don't understand that they even have a purpose or what their purpose is. So they're just going through every day, just waking up, go to work, come home, go to sleep, and do it all again the next day. Um, just 
living a mundane life not knowing that they have been created for more so how do you get people to understand that that there's more that they actually have a purpose on this on this earth so what i usually explain to people and try to do it as simple as possible so that my daughter she's 14 now but when she was like 12 13 i would explain to them like listen you know when you go to build a bear and you you pick your bear out and you get this all this and you get this charm and you get the stuff this charm inside the bear and you know that charm is there so that bear has a special gift that's how i like to look at it mentally when i think about it when we were born god put a gift inside of each one of us the question is are we willing what are we willing to do with the gift that he gave us mm. i listened to bishop td jakes today and he was saying how people are always in search of what is my purpose what is my purpose i know i was for a purpose but you are not paying attention to the season that we're in. Ooh. So uh, everybody's life has purpose, of course. But you somebody's trying to figure out what your purpose is, which is down the road, you're not getting the lesson in the season that you're currently in. So this season of my life, it may for somebody, it may be, you know, I gotta learn how to overcome forgiveness or overcome um, not understanding the value of money or overcome, but those are in season and those seasons are going to lead you up to the unplanned process, promise, pregnancy, whatever God has for you. So while we're walking around trying to figure out what our own purpose is, let's learn how to enjoy the current season that we're in so that we won't have to keep going through the same cycles. Mm. So, you know, I was work, I work at Chick-fil-A and I tell people all the time, if it was based on income, I would not be at Chick-fil-A. It's not about income, it's about impact. And being that I know God is using me to impact people's life, I'm not working a job. I am doing the work of the Lord because God said, if you don't work, you don't eat. People think if I don't go to, to my job, I won't eat. No. What What is your purpose at that job? What season are you in at that job? Whose life are you impacting at that job? Mm. What are you doing at that job? So if you look at it as just a job, it will always feel like just a job. But if you change your mindset and know that your priorities are God, me, family, career, not job, and you go there with a purpose in this season, you will impact the lives God has you to impact. So you won't be walking around looking for your purpose. You'll be able to get the lessons that you're supposed to get out of each season of your life. Ooh, again, that was good. Y'all better go back to 14 minutes and listen to that whole thing. <laughs> that was that was a word right there. Like, go ahead, praise team. Come on in. Sing, sing a selection. Sing a selection. what I do. Y'all, don't let her fool you because she can sing too, Okay. Like sure, I mean, sure, you know. Listen, you you very well rounded, okay? So, cause you also had a little, you had modeling too. You used to do some modeling, or do you still do modeling? So I don't have the modeling actual company. I started that because I was, you know, trying to figure out what I wanted to do, who I was, you know, try to get myself together um, externally while I try to work on myself internally. So I wanted to, you know, learn the best way. So I, you know, went to modeling school, whatever, traveled a little bit and was able to help, able to come back and help some other women because when I traveled, I was rejected. Mm. So that season of my life, I had to learn rejection. Mm. And God really, he told me then, like, help the women in your own area, like, so they won't have to go through what you went through. So that's why I started the model company. And that whole purpose for that, it was not necessarily just fashion. I want women to look good, no matter what size you are. Yeah. Let me say that. No matter what size you are. If you put on the proper undergarments and the proper, um, you know, clothes that fit your silhouette, you will still look nice. You will still look presentable. We don't have to, we, we got to take care of our external body. We can't walk around talking about we represent Jesus and we looking crazy. So 
of course, I was focused on external, of course, but the internal is what my main focus was, being able to impact those women's um, lives along the way. And now I'll think about it and look at them on Facebook, and I'm like, oh, my God. And they still reach out, like, oh, my God, your company from eight years ago did this for me, and this is why. And I'm like, God has been moving in my life. all. But if I would have just focused on my purpose for 2020, when I was in 2008, yeah. I would have missed all those lessons along the way. Yeah. Cause listen, cause baby, I have seen you. I'm like, oh, Sharita wearing that, and it. I remember it was something that you had. It was it was like a short skirt or something, and it made me change my my thought about wearing something short. Cause you know, child, I'm a big girl too. So I was like, oh. and I remember you said the right undergarment because, but you know, some of them undergarments, child, you can't breathe. You got, and I you said, gotta keep, you got to keep going till you find the one. That, and I and said, oh no, three, four of them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right and I was like oh you did you shifted my mindset on that but I know oftentimes I see you and even your daughter does it too um on Instagram where you like take a, a look that you've seen somewhere mm-hmm. and then like you flip you like you, you had it in your closet the whole time and I'm and like oh because you know because what we do usually is wear the same doggone clothes and just reverse order every day <laughs> and I'm like oh I need some my I do not like to shop. I am not a shopper. So I'm like, I like to look cute and I like to look different when I go somewhere wear the same stuff. But mm-mm. catch me at Walmart, Roses, Target, somewhere. <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh. But it is so it's so fly. What you be putting together is so fly. Like I don't I don't know how you do it, but you do it. And cause I'm looking at my closet like no baby, it's it's you don't you don't have it and it's okay, it's all right. I don't. Don't you make that face. Know you have. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you would probably come and you'd be like, so you can like, do this, this, yeah. this, this, and this. this, this exactly. I'm like, nah, but I can wear these same t-shirts every day. And... You, know me. <laughs> you better go and rearrange that closet. I, right, I need to rearrange and get rid of some stuff too while I'm in there. But wow. yeah, so we're talking about the seasons of your life. Um, and you have two children. Three. Three. We have three? Bi- Biologically, I had two. And when I got married, I gained a son. Oh, uh, did you see me? I'm like, three? Okay. So we have three kids. Um, how early did you start instilling in them the knowing the seasons and the lessons and appreciating where you are right now? I'm just basically telling them, like, do life experiences of my own. And then as they go through life and I try to explain to them, you know, the reason you don't do this is because of X, Y, Z. And I know Anaya, you know, she always said, I'm not concerned. Like, I'm free from people. So when I tell Anaya, like, hey, Anaya, you can't wear this or you can't do She's like, well, I'm not worried about what people say. No, we're mm. not worried about what people say. But you also don't want to carry your brand that way. Mm. You don't want people to assume or think because of this outfit you got on or because of who you hang with. Be mindful and be watchful of what you do and what you say. Because you, when you walk out this house, you are your own brand. Now, you also represent your mother. And I ain't going to have you out here looking and acting in kind of way. Right. Because I'll play with you kids. I'll beat you. If you're 19, 20, 30, I don't care. I'll be your mama. I'll beat you. So they already know. Mama ain't playing them games. So at one point, you know, I would let them do their own thing when it comes to clothes and homework and stuff like that. And I was like, this is different. So when I, I tell people, when I, my kids were growing up, I used to try to make them, you know, everybody go to bed at 830. You got school tomorrow. I was at an event, and Michael LaMail was explaining to me that he does not bother his kids about what time they got to go to bed and what all he let them know is do what you're supposed to do and when that poor car coming here this is where it better be that's mm. it i'm gonna try i'm gonna try i'm gonna try because my kids was like like i had to fight to go to bed so i said you know what i don't care what time 
y'all go to bed. Can you hear me? Uh-huh. Okay. I don't care what time y'all go to bed. I don't care what time y'all go to sleep. What I need you to understand is I'm not waking you up in the morning because I'm not getting out of my bed to wake you up. And you better be ready on time. So when I get ready to get to that car, you better be ready. And when you bring that report card in here, it better have on you. Outside of that, you can go to bed at 3 o'clock, 6 o'clock. I don't care. And since they were in, like, the 6th, 7th grade, that's what I've been telling them all their life. And they've been on the road. So if they want to be up late at night doing homework because it's better and it's why. Because he explained, some people learn different. Yes. And I'm a night person. And I like to be everything to be quiet when I'm focused or when I'm thinking. And that's why my, my kids are kind of like that. But, no, I'm not harassing nobody to do nothing. You know what? That again, you dropping nuggets because that made so much sense to me just then. Because you could go to bed at seven o'clock in the in the evening and get all your 15, 12 hours sleep and still come home with some trash grades. So it has nothing to do really with the amount of sleep that you have. And and like you said, everybody learns differently. Um, so why not? Um, oh my gosh, that is that that's a allow them to be them. Set the expectation, allow them to be them, and hold them accountable if yes. they don't meet the expectation. Yes. Now we need to go back and, and change some things um, if they don't meet that expectation that you have set. Because you did it. You didn't just do it haphazardly. You actually had a plan behind it. Um, mm-hmm. Because I'm pretty sure if they just you know went to sleep or whatever and came home with whatever they felt like coming home with, it would have been some repercussions. Right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Allowing them to have that Allowing them to feel like I'm responsible enough. Yes. I, you know, I got the freedom to do, blank, blank, like, go to sleep whenever. And I, so now it's like, I don't want that taken from me. So I'm going to do what I got to do. Mm. Mm. See, that's good. Because my oldest one, she's 17. She's always had this thing of, I'm not, I'm not just a quote unquote child. Like I am an actual individual. I'm actually a person. I'm not just, you know, because she's always thought on like a, a different level. And it's not like, She's, she's a why person, which I get because she's not going to keep questioning people, but she's a why. She wants to know the reasons behind what you're doing, mm-hmm. um, which is good because that's me. Because I'm like, but why? Let me know why. You know, and a lot of people don't ask why. We just because my mama did it and, or whatever. There's no real reason why we do what we do other than that's how we were taught. And that's crazy. That's tradition. I heard a story, like a great a grandmother from like maybe generations she was cooking, she cooked dinner, and she would cut the back off of her ham and put it in the pan and put it in the oven. And throughout the years, all of them would do that. And they had start asking, like, why do y'all do that? You know, kids growing up now, why do y'all do that? Why y'all do that? And the reason that grandma did it, because she didn't have a pan long enough to hold the whole ham. So y'all been wasting this back part of the ham because y'all didn't know why grandma did what she did. You just cut it off. Now you know, you're like, I wasted all that ham all the years. Right, that's good seasoning. Yeah, y'all could have put that up in the, in the greens. Tradition, tradition. And not, and not asking questions. And I tell people that all the time. Like, there's nothing wrong with asking. They feel like it's disrespectful or, or whatever. And I'm like, it's really maybe it's in how you ask that might be what it is. The delivery is key. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't mind. You know, my daughter's asking because I'm gonna give them an answer because I want them to know and I want to be the one that tells them rather than you know somebody else uh, that's not me. But being that you have a college student um, out there in the world now, she, you know, well, you know, it's just, I don't know if she's back home or she's still gone in college, because, you know, right now it's different. Okay. Um, do you feel like you you did your part in 
teaching her to where she can go forth and be like, I know who I am as a person. I know who I am within God. Like you planted all those seeds. Like, do you feel like you did your, your job as, as a mother in that way? Because sometimes we feel like, I don't think I did enough. Or do you still struggle with, I don't think I did enough? I do not. I am very, very confident that between me, Jesus, and our village, we have done the best that we possibly can. Um, we have, you know, helped with the late foundation, sow the seed, water the seed. She has enough people in her corner that she can call. I made sure that she had a group of individuals, young individuals, that she can call on when she need. Um, if she can't call me, there are other women that she can call, you know, family members that she can reach out to. So she has the support that she needs. Mm-hmm. The foundation is there. She knows better. And she knows what my expectations are. And yes, our kids will come across and disappoint us from time to time. Mm-hmm. However, that's our opportunity to retrain, recoach, or whatever we want to call it, and help them get back right. The um, When they become young adults, the question at that point is, again, what are you willing to do? Like, mm-hmm. you're 19 now. I can't force you to do the things that you are supposed to do. All I can do is try to help you, remind you, and I wash my hands like, you good? All right, go ahead. Go on, me. And then she'll always have to come back and be like, Mom, guess what? <laughs> I'm not gonna say I know I'm just listening like and I'm looking I'm listening and looking at her with my eyes and she know my eyes like uh-huh <laughs> yeah, she know but no I think me me Jesus me God the Holy Ghost Jesus the village we have done I'm confident that we have done the best that we possibly could that's amazing how important is a village because along you know some along the way I don't know what happened to the village um they long gone I don't know uh some people just feel like, oh, it's just me and what we do in this house, and that's it. So how important is the village? So the, the village is very, very, very important. Um, who and what the village is is very, very, very important. Yes. And I, I can say my, my, my kids are a lot more closer to, to their church family than they are with our extended family. Mm-hmm. And I would have this. I like. I did my podcast the other day, and I told people. I said it starts at home. It like when we were talking, when we was on the podcast, we were talking about Joseph and his brothers, and they were talking about how his brothers hated him and things like that. But where did that hate originate from? Mm-hmm. Like they, why did they hate him? Did you did you treat Joseph better? Why he got a robe and nobody else got a robe? Did you unequally love your kids, or what did you do? Did you make room for them, or did you make room for Tyrone, or, or did you spend time with them? Where where does the village start? So you can't have a strong village if the village you don't even have anybody at home to help me teach me or be there mm. for me mm-hmm. the village you got we as parents have to make sure that our kids are part of the right village um and things will happen in the right village but those are learning experiences lessons and things like that but you got to make sure that you are aware of who your kids are hanging around who your kids what what they watching what they doing now that now that Anaya is a little bit older like if i walk in and i'm hearing some music that i'm like cut that off i don't want to hear it or i'm not watching that on tv it's, uh-uh, so you can still do what I say do. Now mm-hmm. in your own time, you do your own thing, but you gonna respect me in my time, in my space. Hello. Like the village, the village having a covering. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. When I can't deal with the kids, I call them covering. Come on, come on, children for completion <laughs> ministries. Come on, CG. Come on, Eli Initiative. And I have to reach out to them myself and say, Hey guys, Anaya's going through some issues with a guy she used to like or whatever. She need, I need one of y'all to call her up. They'll never, she'll never, she never knew that I called them to tell them. But they'll call and say, Hey Anaya, what's up? You trying to go out to eat? And right there, they will impart in her what is necessary. Oh, that's so the, good. The right village is important. That is good. And that's good for you that you were able to be like, hey, listen, because um, a lot of times people have whatever happens in this house stays in this house. 
yeah. uh, mentality. And I think that's not a good mentality to have. But you were able to be like, listen, something's going on. I need to reach out. Because sometimes you're like, man, I'm about to choke her. So somebody come get her before I do. <laughs> that thing where, you know, whatever goes on in my house stays in my house. I'm a believer of that to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Whatever goes on in my house stays in my house unless it's causing harm right. to somebody else. Yeah. So if, if I go in on you at my house and oh, I abuse you, you, you go tell somebody. Yeah. But what goes on in my house, everything don't go outside my house. Uh-huh. Unless it's hurting, harming, or causing something, yeah. then yes, go tell. Yeah. Because, I mean, because even for you to go and um, say, hey, I need you to call, you know, Anaya's, you know, something, blah, 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 a lot of people wouldn't do that because they feel like, oh, you're betraying the trust of your daughter or, you know, so that's the stuff that stays inside the house. But again, it, you're just saying, hey, I need an ex- my extension. I need, y'all are an extension of me um, because you vetted everybody that's going to be in part of your children's lives anyway. So they're just an extension of you. Uh, so yeah, oh, I'm with that. I'm, oh, I'm with um, that. I think pride, pride has a lot to do with that. Like, mm-hmm. parent, like we got a pride problem. We don't know nobody that we don't want nobody to know that we can't handle or yes. maintain our household. And that's why we are here for each other, for one another. But you got to be careful again who's a part of that village. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got to make sure that you can trust. Them. So, yeah. so right, you're right. We're gonna talk about pain and your problems that you help people with. How you create people to push through right how does someone push through i want you to tell everything because i want people to get in contact with you but you know how can someone push through that pain that they don't even know that they really really have yet but it's just something that's just looming over them um and they're just like i just feel heavy i just feel ugh, you know but i know it's something that i'm dealing with but i don't i can't even really put my finger on it so when it's like that when you're when you're hurting or when you're going through something and it's kind of like you're, what is it, unconsciously unconscious where you don't know that you don't know, mm-hmm. then that's the time where you want to just, like, it, I've been in places like that sometimes where I'm like, I just don't know what to do. I don't know what this is. I don't know why I'm feeling this way. And I would have to say, I mean, Jesus. Like, I'll just keep calling Jesus. Or I'll listen to gospel music. Or I'll surround myself by positive people. Or I'll put myself in positive places, like bright places. Make sure, you know, like fresh air, mm-hmm. water. I write down in my journal and things like that. Um, so when I don't know what's going on, those are the, the steps that I take to try to get myself together mm-hmm. without saying something crazy or negative. Like if I'm going through, I'm not going to say, oh, I'm going through this. I'm, I'm going to speak the opposite of what I'm feeling and what I, so people say, how are you doing today? When the pandemic, I used to say, I'm absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Then when the pandemic hit and all this stuff going on, virtual school, it was like, how are you feeling? How are you doing today? I said, I'm alive and well. I'm a, like, I'm still not going to say nothing like, oh, my God, let me tell you. People, oh, my goodness. So I just say, I started saying I'm alive and well. And then God had to bring me back to my room. You are doing absolutely amazing. You know, so I speak it before I even feel it. That is, oh, that that was good for me right there. That was, okay, Yolanda, go back and listen to third, at 30 minutes. Go ahead and listen back to that again. <laughs> so I said, you got to say something. You got to say something. You got to do something. You got to get up, take a shower, put some makeup on, get cute, walk around your house. Every day, I get up and take a shower, whether I'm going somewhere or not, and I get cute in my house. Mm-hmm. Does my husband not see me? Right. So what happens when you get to that point to where you're like, I don't want to get out of bed. I don't feel like it. I don't feel like taking that shower. I just want to just lay here in my under my covers and keep it moving. Like, that's it. And then we'll, I'll see you tomorrow. Like that. People will never know, but I had an experience like that not too long ago. And I laid in the bed for two days. But the third day, I rose. Mm. 
on the third day. I said, Jesus, that was the third day. Get on up, get on up. So yeah, sometimes you just need that moment. Mm -hmm. But while you're in that moment, still make sure that you're trying to do, you're doing something positive. Like even though I'm laying in the bed, I'm not going to look at a, a movie about, you know, people dying. I'm not yeah. going to look at Lifetime and somebody got murdered. Sure, I'm not going to yeah. look at Law and Order and scare myself half pieces if I'm already in a dark place. Mm. So I'm those are the times I'm going to listen to my music. Those are the times I'm going to look at love stories or Lifetime to look at, you know, stuff that's going to lift my spirits. The holiday time. Mm -hmm. I can look at Christmas and listen to Christmas music throughout the year. It don't have to be. I right. know that's a good a go-to for me between Christmas and gospel. Oh, I'm my spirits are lifted. So you got to find out what it is that lifts your spirits. And then when you get to a place that's so dark that you feel like you can't, you got to think about what are you living for? Mm. If you're your kids, every time you get in that dark space, think about your kids. And I, I was saying when I was in that dark place, Lord, just keep me in my right mind. Just keep me in my right mind. Jesus, just keep me in my right. That's all I wanted. You can take this car, you can take this house, you can take everything. Don't, you know, I don't want to take, don't take my family, Lord, but keep me in my right mind. Mm. And that's all. Sometimes you can't pray. Like I tell people, y'all so deep with prayer. Oh, thou father. I don't got time. I don't got time. I, Jesus. Jesus. Mm -hmm. And keep me in my right mind. So that's when it's real, real dark when you don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Those are some things that I would recommend doing. Oh, that's good right there, y'all. I told, I told y'all she was a powerhouse, y'all. She, she's, she's, she's something, she's something else. She is something else. Like I, Sharina, you, yeah, that's all I got is no words. Yeah, mm-hmm, girl, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I really want to thank you for being up here with with me today and and letting the listeners know who you are and what an empowerment producer is because you produce that in people without even trying and that is the craziest thing like that's how you know god is a point in your life where they can just see it shine throughout you without you having to say a word um i would love for you to leave the listeners with a tip whatever is on your heart your mind your soul the first thing that comes to your mind the first thing that comes to my mind is say yes say yes say yes and start the journey that god has for you um, say yes. Stop searching for your purpose and allow God to help you get through the seasons, which will get you to your unplanned purpose. Because we think we got a plan. We don't have. We can create a plan. We can come up with all these things, but God has a plan, a side our plan, and it will override our plan. But in order to for that to kind of like you know, in order for that to work, you have to say yes. You have to say yes. So the first thing I'm the only thing I would say first is say yes, and then He'll give you the tools that you need. He'll give you the equipment that you need. He'll give you a full arsenal um, of weapons mm -hmm. to use against everything that come up against you. But you first have to say yes. Woo. Sharina, tell people how to get in contact with you. Um, Facebook, Sharina Tidwell Watson. Instagram, The Real Sharina. Somebody <laughs> tried to hack my page. YouTube channel, Sharina Tidwell Watson. And... I mean, you can inbox me or however. I got my email, but it's SharinaTidwellWatson at gmail.com if you can remember that. But, yeah, that's how you can get in contact with me. Or contact Yolanda. She'll give you the necessary information you need. Absolutely <laughs> will. Now, if they're emailing you, is it hyphenated or is it just SharinaTidwellWatson at gmail? Um, SharinaTidwellWatson, no special characters. Or you can go to my website, SharinaTidwell.com, and you can book and subscribe and all that stuff on my website. That's probably the best way. There you go. Hello. <laughs> well, listen, Sharina said it best, you know, say yes, say, say yes, say yes, and to start the journey and just learn what season that you are in, 
and and you'll be surprised when you start looking at the season and not looking at the purpose because all that's going to fall into place um along the way way. girl i was sitting here thinking like dang what season all right (laughs) be ready be ready like there's a season season for patience a season for giving a season for i mean just all kinds of like come on like whatever you're going through is for a reason Mm -hmm. but you want to make sure you get through that season so you won't have to continue the same cycle yep oh y'all better pass that test so (laughs) you better pass that test you don't want to keep repeating it you don't want to keep repeating it thank you So, all right, y'all, this has been another episode of Yolanda Yvette Speaks. I love you all dearly. Thanks again, Sharina. And I will talk to you all next time. Bye. Thank you. God bless you all. Thank you, Yolanda. (laughs) Hey, Yolanda Yvette Speaks listeners. They always say a closed mouth doesn't get fed. So listen, I'm asking, if you want to bless Yolanda Yvette Speaks podcast, please go to Yolanda Yvette Speaks at Cash App, Venmo, or PayPal. If you need more information, just really hit me up at Yolanda Yvette Speaks at gmail.com. That is Y-O-L-A-N-D-A-Y-V-E-T-T-E-S-P-E-A-K-S. Your support helps to keep making my podcast level up. All right, y'all. Talk to y'all soon. Bye-bye.